Hello and welcome to Letters from the Road, stories and encouragement from your traveling friends, us, Jamie and Clay Schumacher. Hey friends. Hello and welcome to episode 50. Today we are talking about mountain roads. Or we're going to be talking a little bit about some of our favorite mountain drives, why we love living on a mountain road, and um, some tips for mountain driving with your RV. Yeah. We love the mountains. Take me home. <laughs> Mountain mama. <laughs> but first, we will remind you, as we always do, very briefly, that we are a listener and reader-supported publication. We'd like to say thank you to our pen pals for supporting us. You can become a pen pal by going to our substack at lettersintheroadpod.com, clicking the subscribe button. You can drop your email there and become just a subscriber for free to get two letters in your inbox every week. You can also upgrade your prescription prescription upgrade your, <laughs> god you can also upgrade your subscription there it's five dollars a month or forty dollars per year a hundred dollars a year at the founding member level and you can join our discord with our pen pals where we chat and hang out we do some other fun event little virtual events with them as well and that um, really helps us keep things going here we'd, we'd like to say thank you to everyone who's a part of that especially lisa who joined us this week yeah, hey Lisa, thanks. Welcome. I mean, if you think about it, letters from the road really is kind of like a prescription for encouragement, right in your inbox there. Oh so, my god! Yeah, I was gonna cut that, but now well, I well, not anymore. <laughs> we'll see where that goes. <laughs> oh, what are we drinking tonight, Clay? Okay, so we decided to restock the bar. We have a house, yeah. so we have room. After yeah, exactly, and after our sad. Uh, attempt at gin and only one of us having tonic last week we said okay we need a little more but we wanted to try something new and i don't know jamie's like deep into the ski instagram and so i'm assuming this is where you learned about this drink because i never knew of it it was all over travel instagram too last year Mm -hmm. it's like it's very in vogue right the aperol spritz yes uh but i gotta say actually good i really like it it's it's a winner it's really, really freaking good. I'm kind of um, sad I I haven't been ordering them. And it's not super sweet. No, I was worried it would be. No, it's herbal and bitter. Yeah. Um, and it has like some sweetness from orange and prosecco. Mm-hmm. But I mean, so what's in it? Just aperol. Yeah. So prosecco. It's, yeah. So I, I followed the traditional recipe, I guess, supposedly, mm-hmm. which is just equal parts aperol and prosecco, and then ice and club soda to the top so i mean i guess it depends on how big of a glass you're using yeah and then uh an orange slice for garnish and i added a little like squeeze of orange juice too um just because when i first tasted it it was just like so strong with the aperol flavor yeah with those equal parts yeah but yeah i think it's it's turned out great it's so good at first i was like "Ooh, that's different than i thought and then, because um, it's, what color is it? Orange, pink, pinky orange. Yeah, it's like a. It looks like off, it would be sweet, off red, almost orange. It's not yeah, sweet. Mm-hmm. And so I took a sip of it, and I was like, "Oh, wow, okay." And now I'm like, "Oh my god, this is so delicious." Yeah, I mean, like, we we won't bring the whole bar in the airstream, but this might be coming. <laughs> okay, that good, cool. It's a perfect little happy hour cocktail. I yeah, feel like. it is pretty hard to bring like mixers liqueurs and stuff like that <laughs> with right. us on the well, road we'll be, tra- we'll be traveling a lot lighter so maybe we can fit some more of that 
Well, that's true, actually. Yeah, because we won't be like yeah full time in it. Yeah, we won't have like all of our life's belongings in. The <laughs> Why do we need all these towels when we can bring alcohol? The towels and the alcohol go in the same compartment. I know. That's why. I, that's why I thought about the towels. <laughs> it's a genius hack. Follow us for more RVing hacks. Ooh, actually, it's true because you know the glass stuff and the, yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, they just go under the dinette in the little compartment there. Of course, then you do end up with one of your towels smelling like bitters. Um, there are worse things. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, fair enough. Aperol spritz. Try it. Yeah. If you haven't, I'm, I'm sure we're the last ones to try into it. Into alcohol. I do think actually the herby seed lip was a good kind of, like if you did that in like a non-alcoholic sparkling mm-hmm. wine, yeah. you could get something similar from a mocktail. Yeah, you could. It might be. It might be almost there. Yeah. It wouldn't be the same color. No. Put a little drop of food coloring in or something. <laughs> but sure. it, I think it would taste similar. Yeah. It's been so long since I've had that. I, it's I really not don't know. like overly boozy. No, it's good. No, not at all. So, anyway, this week, what did we do? We did things. Oh, this week. No, we just moved. We mostly just kept working <laughs> on moving. It's really boring, guys. I'm sorry. We did become boring when we quote, Here's got what off I did. the road. <laughs> I had a really rough day at the ski resort yesterday oh, okay so i started this is a little sad because i started to like make a reel about our day yesterday i was like making shooting all this video yeah so we left the <laughs> it was snowing and we left the kids at home and we were like we're gonna go up to the ski resort because mm-hmm. it's snowing and i had to work at like three but we were gonna go up early we got there at like 10 yeah and on the way like our favorite little bakery opens at nine so we stopped for pastries and we like got our pastries it's really good by the way if you're ever in leavenworth bavarian bakery get the poppy seed claw don't ask questions just do it <laughs> just it's do it delicious it's it the best pastry i've ever had whoa um, and it's really good their chocolate croissants and other things are very good also the poppy seed claw is like what i have dreams about <laughs> um <laughs> it's so good we did that we were like driving up the mountains and it was such a pretty drive it, on saturday it was i mean sunday sunday Sunday. Sorry, my days are all mixed up because I work a weird week. On Sunday, it was raining like the whole way up, but like snowing at the summit, kind of. Kind Um, of. (laughs) It was like spitting ice on us in the parking lot. Yeah, it wasn't like if it had been a couple degrees colder, the snow would have been a lot better for skiing. Okay, so. But it made the drive nice. The drive was fine. Yeah. Yeah, it was totally fine. And it was It was not fine on the way home from work, though. (laughs) Well, when I came back down, it was totally fine still. Yeah. And then. You ended up taking the employee bus afterwards. Yeah. But man, I was expecting like, oh, it's been snowing all night. It's coming down. Like, this is going to be great. And oh boy, I had a hard time. I don't know if it was the conditions or me or what, but it was windy. The wind was pretty rough. I hadn't expected it to be that brutal. And I mean, I have felt pretty confident on my new board. The yeah, few times I've taken yeah. it out. You've looked really confident, yeah. And like felt great. And I was just sliding all over the place, unable to get an edge, like just going down left and right. And I wasn't the only one no. out there. There were a lot of other riders down. Yeah. <laughs> but, was, yeah. But yeah, at one point, 
on like a run I've done a few times before. That's like one of my favorite runs. I like went up a little hill that's like kind of separates like an upper and lower part just to like kind of bounce back off it and get a little speed. And then I was like, okay, I'm slowing myself back down. I did not slow down. I just kept sliding and I'm like facing uphill, sliding backwards-ish, right? (laughs) Down the hill. I just kept sliding all the way off the edge and down into the tree. (laughs) I'm sure it was very comical. I didn't see the whole thing. I just saw, like, I thought, I like kind of looked up after that, like as that was happening or like after it happened and I just see your feet like off the edge of the run and I see you coming back on like with like, you're binding off and I was like, oh no, what happened? Yeah. So yeah, luckily, you know, I was taught like if I need to go up a steeper slope, you know, in my lesson, like take one of your bindings off and like step in front of your board with yeah. your off foot and then you can do what they call the mountain climber uh, and use your board as kind of like a, yeah, you know, to dig in to the side. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that that worked well to get back up. I wasn't stuck down there. No, you popped right back on. I didn't hit my head or anything. So, you, you know, we were fine. good. Yeah. I'm a little achy today, but I don't think it was from that I fall. I <laughs> honestly was pretty beat up after skiing yesterday, and we skied less vertical. I, even after you left, like, mm-hmm. my total was less vertical feet than, like, a typical day of that length would have been for me. Yeah. And um, I think it was just that it was kind of sticky. It was so wet that, like, it was pushing really hard to get through it i guess i don't know either way well i was glad i had gotten my skis waxed recently i'll be back out but yeah it was uh it was not my favorite day of skiing or riding they had a know? bunch of powder today and honestly like part of me was like oh man i wish it would have gone so it turned colder mm-hmm. and then it got like deep powder overnight like 11 or 12 inches or something at the base mm-hmm. which sounds fun but also kind of like hard to ski <laughs> Wait till it's packed down a little bit. I don't know. So anyway, this drink is supposedly a common after skiing drink just because it's Italian. Yeah. Um, it's an apre. Yes, exactly. <laughs> apre ski. We'll fill you in more on the apre scene when, when we go to Tahoe. There's not really much of an apre scene at Stephen's Pass. No, that's all right. <laughs> but yeah, it. I mean, like, I don't know. What is, I've, I've been really into finishing the throne of glass series yeah, I, don't, I don't know what to tell that's you gonna, so um an <laughs> update on that is we're hoping to record our first couple episodes of the of uh, library trolls probably tomorrow or this week and yes. we should hopefully be ready next week yes um so early march we over we overestimate uh, overestimated our abilities to start a new podcast while also moving but we will have it out shortly <laughs> we're gonna start with Throne of Glass, actually. So I know we had talked about starting with Empyrean, but we've talked about Empyrean before on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to save it for when the third book comes out. Yes. Um, So we can kind of deep dive the first two again with everybody and then jump into the third book mm-hmm. as it comes out. So once we know more about when that date comes, we'll probably work on that one. But um, we are both, like, I just finished Throne of Glass not long ago. And Clay is currently on the last book. And I think... Both of us would say it's probably one of our favorite series ever. Yeah, it's so damn good. And so we're really just excited to talk about it. And I think a lot of people are reading it right now, so I think it'll be a good one to kind of jump into. We'll talk more about it, obviously, on that podcast. But just if you're wanting to like follow along, 
And if you're familiar at all with the series, the biggest point of debate is where to read Assassin's Blade, mm-hmm. which is the prequel, but it was not released first. Mm-hmm. In our house, we read Assassin's Blade after Era of Fire. In our house. We watch Star Wars 4, 5, 6, 1, 2, 3, 7, 8, 9. Thank you. And <laughs> the this, order in which they were released. And that's kind of what we do with the, the books. Yeah. So, yep. And we do not tandem read Empire of Storms and Tower of Dawn. Although I would do that again, like going back to it. I might. Like, if I, like reading them for a second time, I think I would do it that way. But for the first time, I'm glad I read them in yeah. the order they came out. So those are the big topics of this debate. Is, this is way This down is very in the weeds. This is just for into... like, the five people who are desperately waiting for library yeah. trolls <laughs> and want to read along with us. You're not reading Assassin's Blade first. No. And that's the one thing you'll need to no, know. I don't, we'll I don't start think with you Throne of Glass. First. Yeah. I think you should start with Throne of Glass. If you start with Assassin's Blade, you're still welcome to follow along with us. You just we won't get to it for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, really into that. The other thing we're doing is like fleshing out our summer plans for this summer. Yeah, we've been doing a lot of travel planning, meeting like planning to meet up with people, like planning where we're gonna go, when we're when we need to get back here, how we're gonna bring a bunch of shit back from Illinois. <laughs> yes. It's called a U-Haul. Uh, but like that's a caravan with you and me, like you mm-hmm. driving the airstream, you driving the U-Haul, that whole that whole sort of thing. Oh yeah, um, which will be fun and fine, but it's like a long way, so we have to find rest stops and stuff to stop at. But it should be good. I'm really stoked for our summer. The plans have firmed up pretty nicely. I'm sure they'll change again, but we're gonna be all over the Great Lakes area for oh, the yeah. summer. Mm-hmm. That's most of our summer plans. We will be in Lexington for one random weekend. Because <laughs> we're dumb. Uh, yeah. And also great. And I think it's going to be really fun. It's going to um, be awesome. We'll be in Lexington for one random weekend, and we will be in a little bit in Iowa and Illinois, but mostly just the Great Lakes, mostly doing the Great Lakes thing. Yeah, meeting up with friends and family here and there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah. It's going to be uh, a lot of fun. Come meet us. Yep. We'll, we'll post our... I don't know. Maybe we'll post it in the Discord or something. That's a good idea. Um, kind of our link to our, our trip wizard. Yeah. So people know where we're at. Right on. Sounds great. Everyone's dying to come camp with us, I'm sure. <laughs> come join us at Clay our campfire. Clay does make a great bartender. For real. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. I am a satisfactory bartender at best. Hey, when it's free, it's by the campfire. It's pretty great. And it comes in a Disneyland mug. We are... Man, we don't keep glass in the RVs, and uh, not usually anyway. And so, um, we don't have like our glassware with us at the house yet. That's part of what we're bringing back. Yeah, <laughs> we were people before who had like a very nice collection of glassware, like very like not like expensive, but like nice, like crystal wine glasses and martini glasses and like the appropriate glassware for the drink sure it makes the experience you know my really cool clay got me all these really cool rocks glasses that have maps of like my favorite cities on them i do like this uh, like etched into the side of them they're so cool yeah like that kind of stuff we haven't had any of that so now we're drinking our spritzes out of disneyland mugs camping mugs at that yeah like enamel mugs yeah what would this be normally served in, like a rocks glass? Uh, like a wine glass. Wine glass, yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense, a spritz. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
the Prosecco and stuff. Yep. We don't have champagne flutes. That's something we need to get. Nah. I like the champagne flute. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know what I like is the old one, like the old champagne glasses. They're not the flutes, but the coupe glasses. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe those. Sure. A couple of those would be cool. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> that and our coffee mugs. We are beverage people. I don't know if you knew that about us. No. We love to have a beverage and chat. <laughs> Ooh, actually, these it's like, like my favorite little treats are beverages. Built-in shelves on the side of our room here would be perfect for coffee mugs. Oh, that's a good idea. Where to put the coffee mugs? It'd be cute. Yeah, I like that. Anyway, I was wondering where we were. I don't know. Put Hiding in our room is kind of a weird place for coffee mugs, but it we would fit there. We drink our coffee in our room yeah. in yeah. the mornings. Yeah. Usually, well, sometimes by the fireplace. Random. Anyway, we do record the podcast in our room, and that hasn't changed. <laughs> we do. We might now. We'll probably just always record it in here. Yeah, <laughs> it's the only way to not get interrupted. Yeah, exactly. We might add video at some point, and we'll just be sitting here in our sweats in front of our twinkly fairy lights. Sweats at best. I'm going to give you the vibe of <laughs> sitting here talking. Continuing our 2022 recap, we were in White Sands National Park and Oliver Lee Memorial State Park in New Mexico last week. And by last week, I mean in October of 2022. Yes, last week. But last week we talked about that. <laughs> this week, uh, we want to talk about City of Rocks State Park, where we went after that. It is a really cool state park. I never would have known about this. No, it was totally Jason and Abby. Yeah. They're just like, you got to go here. And we're like, okay, cool. It's it, it's like in the middle of nowhere. It was like $14 a night to camp. Yeah. Um, well, we ended up paying more, but we'll get to that. That's true. You drive way out into New Mexico. Yeah. Like nothing else is around there. I forgot the name of the nearest town. Silver. Silver City. City. Yeah. Which had a cute restaurant. Yeah. It had several cute restaurants. In fact, it even had a Walmart. It did have a Walmart. You're right. But. That's like 30 minutes away, maybe. Yeah. It's a bit of a drive. But City of Rocks is just out there. Yep. Um, how would you describe the surrounding landscape? Uh, I mean, aside from like right there at the park, yeah, it's pretty desolate. Okay, yeah, it's but like, it's like, hmm, it's it's definitely desert. Yeah, it's desert, but like very low vegetation. Okay, low to no vegetation, very gray. Yeah. Okay. I th- I thought there were grasses though. Maybe some grasses, yeah. But like, but like low, like low, like height wise, though. It was oh yes, definitely. Like tall. Yes. Very, like you could see for a long ways. Exactly. Yeah, it reminded me almost of the Dakotas in that way. Yeah, like a Badlands kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah exactly. And then you get to City of Rocks, and just mm-hmm. out of nowhere, it's like all these cool boulder formations. Yeah, but they're they're huge. Yeah. And just. They go on for a while. Yeah, it's big. It's really pretty. And um, yeah, I mean, you, so pretty. We got there <laughs> uh, close to sunset. Yeah, error number one. Well, sometimes that works out fine for us. Yeah. Sometimes it does um, when it's like an easy back end and stuff. Uh, what happened was that the uh, the state park, this particular state park, especially at least when we were there, 
did not provide very good descriptions of the sites. Okay. <laughs> so technically, our fifth wheel fit in this site. How? I don't know. But according to them, it was a 50-foot site. Well, sure, technically... And this is it was this probably is fifty feet long. And this is something you'll <laughs> if you do a lot of state park camping or national park <laughs> camping, this is something you'll run into. When regardless of the size of your rig, at some point there will be a park a park site that you pick because you almost always pick the sites at those parks. Mm-hmm. And you do a lot of research and you look into it and you think I know which one I need and it's going to be this one and it's going to be good. And every once in a while, the site says it's you know oh god like when <laughs> we stayed at Solduck. With the airstream. Oh, yeah. Oh, we made that work. <laughs> we made it work, but it said it was 50 feet long, or it could accommodate a 50-foot rig. Okay. A 50-foot rig could never have made the turn to get into the campground. No, definitely we, not. We were by far, like, you would not have wanted to be a foot longer than we were to make it through the campground. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, agreed. <laughs> we were the big rig in that site, like, by a million miles. With the airstream. Yes, with the airstream. <laughs> yeah. People were looking at us like, you're bringing that in here? Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we camped in the tent, tent part of Soldog, not the RV village or whatever. Yeah, the good uh, part. Yeah, of course. It was great. <laughs> no regrets. I'm just saying, like, you'll have that happen where, like, and a lot of times you can look at pictures or you can get, like, a mm-hmm. Google satellite view. Yeah. And you can kind of match it up to the map. There are lots of great techniques. The map for City of Rocks was confusing. And the site layout is freaking confusing. And they're named weird. It's not well, it's because easy. They've, they've done. Uh, it's so cool. It's they're the named co- weird because it's all like laid out. Like, is it like constellations it's like or constellations, planets? Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, stars. Mm-hmm. It's so cool because you can. Oh my gosh, you can see the stars there. It's really neat, and the the sites that are all up in the rocks are really cool. But you cannot tell very well online in any way which sites you'd actually be able to actually physically access with your rig. Right. So theoretically, we were gonna fit in this site. Yeah, and we got there, and we're like, okay, yeah, we can make we like we can make this happen. Tried to pull in, we tried to back in. There were a couple different approaches we tried. We switched spots with an with a lovely couple in an airstream. Yeah, who were from Kansas City, I think. They were so nice. Yeah, I forgot their names, but uh, it was a couple of years ago. But yeah, they and we tried to back into the the site that had been theirs because they thought that might work that might work better for mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. It I think not. they wanted our site because it was a cooler site. It anyway. was a really cool site. It really was. But like, we did not fit in it. <laughs> I'm not sure we would fit with our stream. They had a smaller one. We would have. Uh, it w- oh, maybe. We would have. It was. We'll just go back the there sometime. And the we'll, we'll fit the airstream. Well, the ones on the back were a lot bigger. Like, I mm-hmm. think if we did it again, I would do the back side of the rocks. Yeah. So that's like a hint. Right. If you go around to the other go side, go around to the other side, or the ones. But it's really hard to tell from online. The ones that are kind of like down at the bottom in the front side mm-hmm. are bigger. Yeah, that's like, like the one Jason and Abby had, and they say. still had a hard time getting in and getting level. Oh yeah, it took like, them a long time to get level too. We were all having our issues. <laughs> yes, but anyway, we gave up. We gave up, and we went and picked up one of the. Um, they have electric sites. Yeah, and some of them are not reservable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we just popped into that for we, for a night, and then we moved into one of the reservable ones for yep. the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. And it totally worked, and it was nice in a lot of ways. Um, it was not nearly as cool a site because that's just basically like RV park sites. Yeah, and down we ended there. up double paying. Yeah, but it, luckily it was cheap in the first place. So. Yeah, and it was like worth it to still be able to stay there because the kids still got to run around and I'll play on the rocks. And I like ran the around. 
the walks there were great. There was like a hike that Abby and I did from there. It was really mm-hmm. nice. It was a it's a cool park to go to and just like hang out at the park. Yeah. Have campfires, like definitely. Play in the rocks. Like I will say that the weather wasn't awesome when we were there. It was kind of cold and windy for a lot of it. So it was kind it was of, definitely windy. I was grateful to have um electric after all because we didn't have like the most solar on the on the cougar. Hmm. Um Yeah. I think we would have so, been fine. I think we we would have needed to turn the generator a little bit probably, sure. which would have been fine. So I was like, I will admit that I was a little grumpy for part of that week. <laughs> it, There's something about when you like first pull into a place and it doesn't work and you try and try and try to stay positive mm-hmm. and you're like still trying to make it work. I think the hardest thing for us sometimes is like, I'm more willing to like see, because I'm out there a lot of times while you're backing it in. Yeah. And I've seen so much at this point that I'm like, I can pretty much tell like, oh, this isn't going to work. Like we tried it a couple of times. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. And you, bless you, get so stubborn <laughs> about, no, we can totally do this. But you, you just want to try like for like another half an hour after I'm done with it. I didn't sneeze. Why would you bless me? Ha ha ha. <laughs> no. Okay. No, but I mean, Okay. Because you're just like so unwilling to give up. Because and like make any plan. I do think a lot of the times we can make it work, and this is a very rare occurrence anyway. But like, it was a more often occurrence with the cougar, like with the airstream. Oh, I can't so think much of a single time often. that we've run into this. Maybe one time. No, because we'd make it work. But with the <laughs> cougar, especially early on, it took me a long time to figure out how to freaking back that thing into, like back in a fifth wheel at all yeah the trick is just turn the wheel all the way the way you want to go and then turn it all the way back the other way and then all the way yeah, anyway you can't yeah, describe it with words you're but. not <laughs> you're not a yeah you're not like gradually turning it like you do with a trailer well you are but hmm. you are but the way to accomplish that is to turn the wheel a bunch <laughs> yes because you have to anyway it's it's impossible to describe it with words it's just because the way it pivots it's the physics exactly, of it yes yeah. mm-hmm. but that was that took forever to figure out <laughs> yeah and that wouldn't have made us fit in this site oh no this was rocks. not that problem at all no this was a we didn't fit <laughs> well and it was like it was getting dark and we were yeah there's a lot of rocks obviously around and i was like the last thing i want to do is run into something is run into something and that would really ruin our week yeah so eventually we had to just be like, okay, like maybe we can try again in the morning when we can see everything. Like we can walk it down. We can take another look at it in the daylight. Mm-hmm. But like for tonight, let's just go to this pull through site that's available. You know, just stay hooked up, run out the slides. Like, And regardless, we had a really good week. And we did. And it was totally fine. And And I think calling an audible like that, it's like... I think we've gotten better about, like, we've gotten quicker to do that the more we've traveled, I think. Totally. It's like, um, nope, let's do something different, actually. This isn't going to work like we thought. Yeah, like, this site um, doesn't work, or this campground isn't quite right for us, or we need to go somewhere else. Like, we're so much more willing to just switch our plans. Yeah. Because it's, you know, you don't always know ahead. Yeah. And, you know, if you've got a better idea now, like... yeah. Well, you, it's that? different when you're sitting there in front of it, right? Yes, exactly. And I think too, like some of it is like, I think 
I get this way sometimes too of like, I want to prove I can make this work. And instead, mm. it can sometimes be really easy to just say, hey, let's see if there's something else that would work that wouldn't involve like all the stress of whatever this is right now. Yeah, exactly. It's like, like yes, it's very likely we could make this work, but something else might be better anyway. <laughs> right, like, and we might be in it sooner and not yep. as like frazzled mm-hmm. about it. Totally. We very rarely get upset with one another. Nah. We did this time though. In City of Rocks? Yeah, for a minute. Oh, I didn't remember that. There was yelling. Okay. I think I yelled at a kid actually because she didn't get out of the way when we were trying to back in. I don't remember. <laughs> I yelled. I remember. You yelled, I yelled at a kid? One of our children, yes. <laughs> oh, no. I know. God, it was not my finest moment. Um, I was uh, like, but. We. We eventually got parked, and it was a really good week. It was. It we was played great. hide and seek in the rocks. We went and ate at a brewery in Silver City. We did. It was great. It was a lot of fun. It was just rough. I was having a rough time with work that week too. Yeah, fair enough. That can color things. Work can color things. Weather can color things. Like the situation when you get somewhere. Can... It's really hard for me to recover after a really rough time backing in. Like yeah. the first time we went to Joshua Tree was like that. Yeah, 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 that's right. Um, so, we, I mean, we had rough packets with the Mantis. Well, that well, we, was a that especially one. interesting that one. That one, that one <laughs> I especially. I think that's the only. That was probably the worst one, the only bad one. Threaded the needle, great. It was just, um, couldn't find a place that was even remotely close to level no. uh, for like three different attempts. No, we were like unhitched, think we were like pretty level, and be like, never mind. Never mind, we're not even close. <sighs> so, yeah, it's it's always an adventure. There's always something, and that's why you don't want to get somewhere right at dusk. Right. Which reminds me yeah. of a certain mountain road we found ourselves <laughs> driving down quickly at dusk. Oh, I've got a couple of those. <laughs> I think we're thinking about different ones. Probably. Maybe I'll read about mountain roads and then we can talk about those. Sounds good. <laughs> Dear friend, I thought about you today as I was driving to work. I work up on the mountain, and the drive there, especially from our new house, and especially on a sunny day, is stunning. I wished I had brought a camera to capture it. I wanted to share this simple joy with the world, and more specifically with you. Today, down at our house, it was 45 degrees and sunny. The snow has been melting, but there's still a good bit of it. It smells like the beginnings of spring, though. Feels like it. The bright blue Stellar's jays are flitting about in the trees. They never leave, but they seem more energetic all of a sudden. The air carries the aroma of spruce trees and fresh mud and a hint of the horses across the way. The creek on the other side of the highway is rushing with snowmelt. I walked Frankie for a bit before I left, squishing along the muddy dirt road and wishing I hadn't put on my ski boots already. After returning Frankie to the house, I hopped in the truck, talking with a friend about exciting summer plans, happy to be able to get to the mountain a little early to ski. I blasted my day list from Spotify, which was on point and full of Zach Bryan, Josiah and the Bonnevilles, Noah Kahn, the Red Clay Strays, perfect mountain music. It was so warm in the truck, I had to crack the windows. The skies in Washington are a kind of blue that doesn't exist in a lot of other places I've been. They're crystal clear, almost like you could see through them. Something about the evergreens reaching up against that blue makes me feel so joyful and at home. 
And even in my huge truck, I hugged the curves of the road up and over into plain and then up onto the pass, singing loudly the whole way. And aside, but I think we will eventually move to plain and that will be the perfect full circle moment after launching from normal. Skiing was fun before work and I'm grateful for a job that I truly enjoy with coworkers who are a lot of fun. That drive, those blue skies and curvy roads, that was a highlight. The peace and joy and weightlessness of that 45 minutes are something I would wish for anyone and everyone. To speed just so through a tight turn with sunglasses and a smile on your face while you sing whatever your favorite version of mountain music is. So friend, here's to finding peace in the little moments, joy in the mundane. This isn't a new or profound message, but one I hope you will take to heart. Find your version of a mountain road, even if it's one you drive often, crank the playlist, crack the windows, and say hello to spring. There's a lot of complicated and fucked up shit in the world, but it's also good out here. See you down the road, Jamie. So. 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 I didn't have a lot of experience with mountain roads or even mountains until we hit the road. Yeah, I think like when I think about driving through mountains, I always think about driving through Tennessee to go to Disney World <laughs> and how we yeah, almost yeah, burned yeah. out the brakes on our minivan. Chattanooga. <laughs> yep. That Eagle Pass or whatever going down through the Smokies there. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's funny. Yeah. Do you uh, remember that time we almost burned out our brakes in the minivan? Oh, yeah, because, yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't know the art of downshifting. Yeah. Yeah, and even in a minivan, when you're all weighed down with all the stuff you're bringing to, to Florida Disney. for Disney, <laughs> that 7% grade for several miles gets to you. Yeah, it can get to you, yeah. for sure. <laughs> yes. We were fine. We barely. We were fine. Like, what's that smell? <laughs> but before we uh, skipped to reading the letter, yeah, which, I mean, is such a great ode to my now love of driving in the mountains. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like my favorite drives. Mm-hmm. So much. So. I was so terrified of them though for a while. Well, exactly. And so when we first hit the road, we were in our ascent, mm-hmm. pulling the mantis. Mm-hmm. And we went on a two week trip mm-hmm. to West Virginia. Yep. It was an awesome trip. Yeah. More we, mountainous than I, I think I expected that trip to be. It's West Virginia. There's mountains. Yeah. yeah I mean, duh. I mean, but... yeah, the, the, they're the Mountaineers. Just, <laughs> University of West Virginia. Yeah. I don't know. When you're from out west, you're or like, ah, the mountains University. out east aren't anything. And then you're like, oh, wait. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're still mountains. They're like, these are mountains. Yeah. They're not, they're not nearly as big. But yeah. <laughs> it's not the point. No, it's not. So we're on this trip to West Virginia and we um, are weekend, right? We've planned to be off grid for the weekend. Yep. We have this. Dispersed camping site. I think Cranberry we talked about River. this site a little bit on the wild episode. I think we did. Mm-hmm. It yep. was a while back. That was that was quite a while back. Yeah. So these sites are kind of way out there. We'd never done camping like this. Yeah. Whatever. It's dispersed camping in the mm-hmm. in the national forest there. Down by the Roaring River uh-huh. because it was spring. Uh huh. Was it spring? No, it was fall. It was fall. Okay. Mm-hmm. Similar. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Sure. It was like late summer, early fall. Okay. But either way, the Cranberry River was really going. Yes. But to get there, we had to go over like 
a little mountain pass. Yeah. And and on like forest roads for the end of it. Yep. Okay. Cool. No big deal. It's not like we had a big rig or anything. Like awesome. But I hadn't done that before. Yeah. I hadn't done that towing before. Right. And it was getting pretty late. Yeah. <laughs> it was starting to get you know, golden hour. Yeah. You know, it was And we weren't sure we were gonna find a spot because these aren't spots you reserved. It was not reserved. Yep. So we had to be able to see to be able to see if we could get a spot. Yep. So we're like, okay, we gotta just get there. I'm not like taking my time enough. <laughs> I didn't think anything of that drive really. We get up over the top and it's like switches to gravel. Um we know it's gonna switch to gravel because we've read ahead about this. Yeah. And then but this this is for the descent down yes. towards the river to the campsites. Yes. I didn't do anything. There were there weren't signs about grades or anything either. No, or or if there were, you know, whatever. <laughs> but there was definitely a grade. <laughs> Man, I don't remember thinking much of it at all. But what I was thinking about was it's getting dark. It's getting dark. Right? I didn't downshift or anything. Yep. <laughs> and so here I am like flying down this hill trying not to ride the brakes cuz I know I'm heavy right yeah. i don't want to burn out burn out the brakes on our Subaru, right <laughs> but we're going like luckily a lot of it was pretty straight and you know we've driven on gravel all our lives right uh you know similar to driving on snow especially when there's lots of it but uh this road was good it was a good road there weren't it was totally tons fine. of potholes yeah. there, you know it was as far as forest roads go this is a great road yeah it wasn't like it was better than almost any other forest road. Yeah, right, exactly, 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 exactly. So we're going down here, though. And I'm like, it's getting dark, like flying down this hill. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, get to the bottom of it. That probably wasn't very smart. <laughs> we were fine. But then we had to go through the woods and like the first three campsites were taken. And we're like, oh, man. Yeah. What if there's no sites here? Then we got to get back out of here. Right. In the dark. We were fine. We were totally there fine. It was a sight. We were good. But this was like our very first trip. Yeah. Well, our second trip. Yeah, but our very first trip. Yeah. <laughs> in the Mantis. It was our second in the trip in the Mantis. I know. But our, like our first big trip. Yeah. And our first time like doing like, that kind of camping. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In the mountains in West Virginia. Yeah. And it was freaky and it was awesome and I loved it. And I was so stupid. And I learned a lot. <laughs> and then we freaked out because it was raining a bunch on our way out. And we thought we were going to get like stuck or something with all the gravel. I don't know why. We were totally fine. It was fine. We, yeah. We didn't know if we were going to be able to get out. We were worried about like flash flooding. Because mm-hmm. there's Down all these signs the about flash flooding. Yep. I'm pretty sure that doesn't happen in August. I'm pretty sure that's an April thing. Probably. But like... I, we didn't know any freaking better. Like yeah. now we would be much more aware of that stuff. Yeah. Like we'd be like, eh, it's August. It's fine. But oh man, to be there. Yeah. In down like by that river in those mountains yeah. there. In the Monongahela oh, National my God. Forest. It was so beautiful. It was just like. Still one of my favorite places we've been. It was so, yeah, just like wild. Yeah. You know? Very desolate. You're in like a radio dead zone, so there's like nothing. Yeah. It's so cool. Oh, yeah. You don't have cell signal. There's cell signal. There's nothing. No. It's pretty cool that way. Yeah. We, maybe a little 
spit off a little more than we could chew for one of our first trips. I don't know. Isn't that the way though? Oh, it's the best way. I remember coming out of there though too and like onto our next spot in West Virginia at Beach Fork, mm-hmm. which is a state park near Huntington. Yes. And even that being like a pretty mountainous drive and like even the drive into Beach Fork being like, I don't know how people take big rigs on this. Well, that wasn't the um, downgrade at all, but that was so winding. It was very winding. And there were some narrow. hairpin turns. Yeah. yeah it's like, oh, we yeah. were fine. But yeah, I mean, like if you were in something bigger, it's like, whoa, well, you're definitely They had bigger like, spots there too. You I know. Yeah. But you, you definitely had to take up the whole road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which most of the time you could see around corners. Most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think having been to Baja now, we'd be like, whatever. Yeah. I mean, those are some of my favorite mountain drives, though, that we've done. I think Baja and Alaska, probably both. Like, mm-hmm. some of the mountainous driving we've done around there, like, it's probably some of my favorite. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Once you get onto, um, well, even on five? the part, yeah, on Mexico Five, where we came mm-hmm. in through Mexicali and down, down that way. Um, oh, God. Yeah. It's really beautiful. So pretty. But even like after you get on one, yeah, and it's just like the whole way down, and it's just like up and down and through these rock formations and like right along cliffs overlooking the ocean or the bay, I mm-hmm. guess. Just stunning. I think about some of their like amazingly cool mountain passes and stuff. So we've never done Teton Pass. True, yeah. We need which to I do feel that. like we need to do. We were afraid to do it with the Mantis, which I think was fair. Yeah, we didn't really have a real trailer break on the Mantis. I mean, we did, well, but we so didn't. So it has this, so I don't think they do this anymore. They had on mm-hmm. the taxas, I actually thought it was pretty cool, an auto break, auto break. Mm-hmm. Um, And what it is, is it like senses deceleration and it breaks the trailer. So mm-hmm. it basically work. you know, you don't have to have an integrated trailer break then with your car. Because most of the stuff that taxes, like most of, like a lot of people pull taxes with things that aren't like major tow vehicles, right? Mm -hmm. But the taxes are kind of big enough. You probably want some sort of trailer brake. So, yep. Especially with the Mantis. This helps you not have to do some kind of big upgrade. And it has a little key fob with it so that you can hit the trailer brake. And that's like kind of essential when you're going downhill because it's not necessarily sensing deceleration. No, because you're accelerating down the hill. Yeah, but you need to (laughs) brake. So, So oftentimes going down a hill with the Mantis was a uh, two-person operation. It definitely was. Uh, yeah. Clay would be downshifting and like managing the RPMs of the vehicle, and I would be occasionally tapping the trailer brake. <laughs> <laughs> but we did this. like We got so good at it. We were fine. Like I think we mm-hmm. probably could have done Teton Pass and been fine, which Teton Pass is, 10, is a 10% grade for quite a while. Mm-hmm. That might have been pretty rough in the Mantis. It might have been rough. We might have had to stop for a second. We did, we did some other stuff, even with that setup. Like, we did California One. Oh, yeah. Totally fine. We did. Never was really very afraid or anything. Never got, felt like we were getting out of control or squirrely no, or anything. not at all. Uh-uh. We came back through, I don't remember which way we went to go to Leavenworth. I think we went over Snoqualmie because we went to Snoqualmie Yeah, Snoqualmie that's Falls. right. We did. Okay, Didn't so we? we took, yeah, we took the Interstate to, Interstate? Interstate to uh, ninety yeah. over Snoqualmie Pass. Yeah. Yep, and then uh, up ninety seven to get up to Leavenworth. That yeah. first time we came here, but yeah, but that wasn't you know at that point we were like old pros at it. Yeah, we didn't think anything of doing that pass no. with the Mantis. Well, Snoqualmie Pass isn't too bad either in terms of grades. The Colorado ones around will get you. Yeah, <laughs> I think um, 
switching to the truck. Yeah. And the cougar. Yes. Uh, even though it's like such a bigger rig. Yeah. Uh, having I... the diesel truck was like, oh. This is well, easy mode. Wow. This is like, oh, this is so easy. <laughs> so. <laughs> what were we doing before? Our first big trip, our first trip really at all with the Cougar, we went over Monarch Pass. Yes. In Colorado on our way to Montrose. Mm-hmm. And we were so nervous about it. I was so nervous about it being heavy and stuff that we dumped all our water. And that's why we ended up, if you've heard the story about us, in Colorado Springs, not having any water and mm-hmm. being late to a place to stay. It was because we were stressed out about this damn pass. Yep. Because we dumped all our water. We did not need to dump our water. It was fine. Yeah, totally fine. <laughs> At one point, we were giving it gas to be able to like go faster. Yeah, we well, we were worried. Hill. I was worried about going uphill and downhill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we had no reason to be worried at all. It was, it was just such a huge rig. We weren't used to it at all. Right. And our, our truck was more than capable, and it was just like, oh, okay, this is what it's like to have a tow vehicle that's like oversized for what you're pulling. <laughs> Where like the Subaru and the Mantis were fine. We were safe. It was a lot of work mm-hmm. to like keep it safe. Yeah, it was. Um, we had to go slower. We had to pay a lot more attention to like sway and stuff. We had yeah. to really be on top of things. And it wasn't stressful so much as like just more fatiguing, I think. Yeah, for sure. Switching to the truck and the even with the fifth wheel. Our fifth wheel was 14,000 pounds loaded. Maybe mm-hmm. a little more. We were a little overweight sometimes. No, we were right around there. And our truck is a 35 a ram 3500 diesel dually long bed yep. so it has you know twenty thousand pounds towing capacity like six almost six thousand pounds of payload yeah so like it's overkill for that rig but it was kind of like you were gonna be we wanted we knew we wanted diesel mm-hmm. and so we were either gonna be like kind of on the edge with a single rear wheel or we were gonna be like overkill with the <laughs> dually yeah and we decided to go for the overkill in case we wanted to get a toy hauler or something. Eventually, we were like, we'll buy this truck once and we'll never have to buy a truck again. And um, I definitely am going to buy a truck again. Well, okay, fair enough. We will. But probably not until it's an electric one. Right, exactly. But like, no regrets on that, I think. Yeah. And so I guess if we're getting into talking uh, about like tips for mountain driving with your RV, it starts with your setup. Yes. It really starts with like, appropriately sizing your setup and if you think you're going to be in the mountains a lot especially out west mm-hmm. i man i used to poo poo the get a bigger truck crowd <laughs> and like i mean make make it work with whatever you got you'll be fine yeah. as long as you're like within your numbers and stuff or close to it right but it's a lot more fun when you have a big truck <laughs> uh especially when you've got the like exhaust brake and, and i would say and engine braking and yes. stuff on the diesel it's just like oh i just tap my brake and i just cruise and you and then the gassers that are made for towing have some of that but mm-hmm. they don't have the exhaust brake it's not the same it's not as as easy mm-hmm. it's still good yeah. you can you can have a good experience with a gasser but it's if you're going to be in the mountains yeah. a bunch just get a diesel <laughs> i don't i'm i'm looking forward to Trying it with an electric truck. Figuring out what towing with an electric truck is like yeah, in that regard. I think we're a couple years from that. But yeah, I think to get something with the range that we want, mm-hmm. 
um, and in our price range. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I think that it's coming, and I'm excited about it because the torque for getting up the mountain is definitely there. Exactly. So, yeah. and and that's what's so good about a diesel too is the torque and like, man, you just never if you get a truck that's like for a slightly bigger trailer. Yeah. You're just never gonna like worry about it. And it's just gonna feel so stable. You're gonna be, yeah. So I think it starts with that. It starts with your setup. It starts with getting, and then the next thing I think is knowing how to use what you have. Yes. So practicing probably is a good thing. We should have practiced with the mantis uh, on some yes. smaller hills. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, practice downshifting. Practice if you have a gasser, especially like yep. making sure you know how to downshift your own stuff. Yeah, you might have paddle shifters. You might have to go into low. And this is good mountain driving technique, even if you're not towing. If mm-hmm. you do a lot of it, you yes. don't want to be riding your brakes. Well, exactly. Yeah. Like if you're going up to ski every especially weekend, especially if you're heavy at all. Yeah. If you're going up to ski every weekend, like it doesn't really matter what you're driving. You you don't want to be riding your brakes the whole way down. You want to you want to be figuring out how to downshift. Yeah, it's just um, more comfortable. Yes. Like, and it's safer. Yes. It's better for your car. Yeah. It's better for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just better all the way around. And this is stuff that you just like, and it's okay if you don't like know that stuff, if you didn't grow up driving in the mountains. Mm-hmm. Like, so those are things to be aware of. I think other, you know, kind of things are, it is, it does make sense if you're close to your weight limits to wait, lighten your load a little bit before you go over the mountains. Mm-hmm. We did that with the mantis a lot. We would dump our water before we went up and I think that was smart. Yeah. Um, I think it just depends. Yeah. I think another thing to be aware of, depending on the time of year, is to check the pass reports. And Definitely. to check the pass cams and look at weather. If you're not familiar with, if you're not used to being in the mountains, it can be really nerve wracking to encounter different weather when you're up high. Yes. And to see snow in June, you know, things like that. So um, being aware of that as you go to drive, like, and this is like, I mean, if you're from around mountains, you're like, duh. But if you're not, mm-hmm. it can be really like surprising and scary to like run into snow all of a sudden that you weren't expecting because right. it was 45 right. or 50 or 60 degrees down below, you know? Well, yeah, so, especially if you're in like Arizona. Yeah. Right, you go up you can to hit good, Flagstaff. You can hit snow up there for sure. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, but maybe you were coming from Southern Arizona. There's no chance of snow. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, driving along 40 there, you can hit snow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You can. And so it's good to know, um, also like, what are the rules about, do you need to carry chains? Yeah. That's another thing. Yeah. Um, you know, pay attention to when you need to put your chains on, if you do have chains. Mm-hmm. Yeah, check the state's rules about chains and who needs them and when in the year you have to you're required to have them in your vehicle. Yep. And those are kind of important mountain driving things. Um and then for your setup, what are the appropriate chains to have? Do you want to put them on the trailer or just the truck? Right. That sort of thing. Do you want to put them on the trailer? I don't actually know. I never have. Um, my my theory has always been with needed um, to is to check the weather pretty religiously and if it's going to be that bad to just my trailer can go somewhere else. <laughs> I can wait a day. Yeah. Cause that's the other thing is like mountain pass conditions change fast. And yeah, oftentimes if you wait a day, it'll clear up. But I think I have seen people put Chain. chains on like one axle of their trailer. Yeah. Um, it probably doesn't hurt anything. It's probably not a bad idea. Especially if your trailer is like heavy for your truck. Right. You definitely don't want your trailer sliding around behind you. Right. <laughs> so that little bit of extra traction might be good. Yeah. I, I can't hurt, especially when, when you're braking. 
I would say slush is the worst thing to drive in versus snow. <laughs> really? Slush. I, I think it depends. I feel like it makes you get all squirrely. Yeah. Yeah, but if you also, that's another thing is like if you're not used to driving in snow or anything like that at all, yeah, just take it slow. Don't do anything sudden. Don't, yeah. That's the biggest thing with snow driving. Ease onto your brake. Yeah. E- <laughs> ease around the curves. <laughs> like, take everything very gently. Yes, Don't, exactly. No sudden movements. Don't mm-hmm. jerk your spirit, steering wheel. Don't slam on your brakes. So we had never really done any mountain driving of note Mm-mm. prior to hitting the road but we had plenty of experience driving in snow i think and i think it helps yeah i think they're similar in like the alertness yes i won't say like driving over like super steep mountain passes is like uh easy it, it's much easier with the truck but i do think you need to like pay pay more attention than just cruising down the highway right like yeah you're you're like oh, wait, okay like where is my trailer in this turn and like where do i need yes, to hit definitely. this how do i you know what's my line here and and that kind of thing and like who's around me and all that kind of stuff you're like paying close attention to that right well and pay attention before you go up a road what are the length limits that's important too. what are the- <laughs> yeah <laughs> are there any height restrictions are there any length so limits this here? is a good uh plug for like using some sort of rv gps or like rv life none of it's foolproof yep it's some of it's going to take some common sense and paying attention to signs yes and in just kind of being aware, like you, you at some point you will end up on a road you wish you weren't on. It's just gonna happen. But for the most part, you can avoid it. I was gonna say I can't think of a situation like not that. in the mountains, but like God, what? Are, how many times did we back out of a on a highway with our cougar and clay <laughs> in the northeast? In the northeast, a lot. especially a lot. Actually, I yeah. think it was like three or four or five times. That is true. Uh, that's why I don't like driving the Cougar. <laughs> because when we ended up on weird roads in Alaska with the Airstream, it's like, yeah, whatever. Okay, we can, we well, can figure this Alaska, out. Well, like there wasn't a lot of stuff overhead. <laughs> I wasn't really worried about the height at all. Not about the height, no. But even like on the way up at that sort of thing, like. Yeah. Um. No, I don't stress about the airstream. We mostly use no. Google Maps with the airstream. Exactly. If there's something we're like a little worried about, we'll check it by RV Life and make sure it's like the same or check out any differences. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you need to like avoid mountain passes. Yeah. I don't think it's something to be like afraid of because a lot of people get really nervous about it. Yeah. Because I think, but it's so fun. once you get used to it and settle in, it's actually super fun driving if yes. you like driving. It's so beautiful and the views are just unmatched like yeah. it's the best like rest stop type in side roadside views that you'll ever like the best like lunch stops you'll ever have <laughs> do you know what one of my like favorite and least favorite mountain roads we've driven on what's that was it was with the airstream uh-huh on the way to yosemite oh that one was crazy what road was that i can't remember oh now. god it was 12 or something i gotta look it up uh okay. two to something maybe okay anyway uh it was on the north lake uh not not coming from the north but there are two highways you can take into the yosemite area coming from the west yes um we and we were this... on the northern one of the two we were on the southern we weren't no but yeah it <laughs> that road is so gorgeous and so windy and steep Yes. 
um especially kind of like where it kind of starts to get into the mountains there and you can just see forever and you're coming around these hairpin turns it's with your 120 rig. right that sounds right pretty sure i'm not 100 percent sure on that but i'm pretty sure it's 120 yeah because california there it is. what 120 right oh yeah that's it it's like new priest grade is what it's called yeah yeah, yeah. anyway no, I don't think we, we didn't take that, right? Okay. There's old priest grade and new Oh, grade. okay. We didn't take the, yeah, okay. Old, you cannot. Yeah, not with a rig. <laughs> but anyway, that is an amazing drive. And also, um, my truck did not like going up that because the speed we were going was exactly between gears. Yeah, it was like because we were behind a line of people and our truck wanted to go a little bit faster than the people in front of us wanted to go. <laughs> right, or a little bit slower. Yeah, pick line. But not, <laughs> not right at that, like, whatever speed it was. We were going, like, 25 miles an hour. It was something ridiculous. Yeah, very hairpinny, very, uh, like, kind of sheer cliffs on one side. It was pretty cool. Oh, my gosh, it was gorgeous. I was actually a little nervous on that one, and I could not, fa- like, people take, like, big old rigs on that thing. Yeah. I mean, we we could have. I like I don't know <laughs> if we could have. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> it was extremely steep and extremely windy. It didn't bother me as much on the way out though. I guess because we'd already done it. Mm-hmm. And we were on the inside on the way out. But yeah. Uh for the most part. But yeah. I was like, oh, this is fine. <laughs> but yeah, that was a really cool one. That was really cool. Highly recommended. If you have a little bit of a stomach for that sort of thing. Yeah, that was really pretty. What else? We talked about that. We talked about Monarch. Oh, what about, um, oh, how do you say it? Hmm. In uh, New Hampshire. Oh, the Kank. K- uh, Kankamangus. Kankamangus, yeah. I want to do that again in the fall. I w- oh, God. We were but, thinking about doing that this fall, and then we're, anyway. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> but Another time. It was gorgeous. It's such a scenic even drive. Even in the summer. People make it sound like it's a really tough drive, and I was so worried about taking the cougar on it, and it was... Not a big deal at all. Other than the fact that I didn't feel like there was any good place for us to pull over. No, it would have been much more fun to stop, like to have like a van or something and be mm-hmm. able to easily stop at the cool stops along the way. Yeah. And there was like maybe one rest area we could have fit the cougar in, but right. we were like, I don't know. Yeah, I know. Very hesitant with the I, cougar to like yeah, do that Yeah, I hesitated stuff. too much. Yeah, I get it. Like it's not fun to have to park it somewhere where it doesn't really fit. Right. I learned that when we stopped in Bend. Yeah. <laughs> I was driving. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I was like, I don't know where I can put this thing. I'm driving a semi through these tiny parking lots. Yeah. <laughs> it's a mess. We did fine. It was fine. Mm-hmm. But it's not fun. Like, being, like, this is, okay. So, like, I think this applies to, like, truck size and a lot of things where <sighs> there's a different, and especially when you're full-time or you're doing long-term travel or if it's, like, a big part of your life. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between like, it's fine. We made it happen. We like, we're fine. It's safe. It's okay. Yeah. And like, this is fun. Yes, definitely. <laughs> and like, and so like, they get a bigger truck crowd and like the other thing, some other things like that. It's like, well, yeah, it was okay. Like, it's fine. You're going to be fine. But like, mm-hmm. it's a lot more fun. <laughs> yeah. I will if say, if you have though, like the extra power. 
things like going through parking lots are less fun if you have a bigger truck. Well, fair. <laughs> if we if we didn't have the long bed, we might have an easier time backing into some of those sites. We might, you know, like. Fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah. It's all a trade-off. I mean, we talk about that all the time, but. Right. Yeah. So I think the main tips for mountain driving, kind of coming back to that, are just know your vehicle, get the right vehicle to start with. Yeah. And like before. Practice. You, yeah. I was going to say so before you panicked. do the challenging stuff, do some easier stuff that's similar. Yeah, so that you're not like worried and just know that it's going to be fine. Like, yeah. Take it slow. Listen to our podcast while you're doing it. <laughs> take a deep breath. Yeah. Just like it's totally fine. You can do this. It's okay to be nervous about it too, but like once you do it a couple of times, then you can see how fun it is. Yeah. Except in the fog. No one wants to do that. Oh in the fog. God, fog sucks. You don't want to be doing that in the fog with a rig on no. a road you don't know. No. We get sometimes like going up to the ski hill to the resort. Yeah. You get fog along the way. Yeah. Uh, but you've driven that road so many times. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, whatever. But uh but yeah, that would, especially on some of those, like, uh, I understand why it's a little bit of a nerve wracking situation. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Fog. For sure. Fog is not fun. Fog is one of those things. Fog and wind are like, ugh. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Wind is another thing, I guess. Um, but I think that's you, where checking like the past cams and the past reports can help, mm-hmm. depending on what state you're in and where you're at. Mm-hmm. Some if of those drives going. along interstates in like Nevada, Utah, those areas, mm-hmm. um, like you're going over bridges and they're like high profile vehicles, like sit <laughs> on the left so you don't blow over. Yeah. Or like, watch out. This is a high wind area. Like pay attention to that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. pay attention to the weather report on like, if it's going to be super windy and you're driving a big ass RV, like maybe don't. Yeah, I think that comes back to like being willing to change your plans. Like, yeah, again, because again, it's like it should be about having fun for the most part. So it's like, yeah, maybe you'll be fine, but like, is it fun? Ugh, no. (laughs) (laughs) No. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do, but like, I think this is just kind of the philosophy we eventually adopted. Is like, yeah, maybe we could do it, we'd be fine, but like, we're not gonna have any fun. So let's do something else. But also the dually pulling the airstream was like, what wind? What wind? Oh my God. It is much better. Every <laughs> once in a while you feel the wind if it's really strong. Yeah. You like get out and it's like super windy and it's like, oh, I guess there's wow. wind. I guess there's, no, I didn't even, I didn't even realize because I'm in this tank of a truck pulling like a super aerodynamic lightweight trailer. <laughs> Airstreams pull as good as people say they do. It's true. Yeah. I don't know if that makes them worth the price, but no, <laughs> they, but are, it is, they are a dream to it pull. It is really fun to tow. Yeah, <laughs> the fifth wheels aren't like the fifth wheel wasn't bad though. Like I finally drove that, and I was like, "Oh, this isn't that bad." It's not that good. I got really comfy on the airstream first, though, mm-hmm. which helped. Yeah. No, the fifth wheel's huge. It's not fun, but <laughs> it's fun on the highway. Yes, when you're you on going, the interstate, you you're like, going. "This yeah. is great. I can yeah, go all day. It's totally. easy. It's stable." It's not a big deal. It's just long. Mm-hmm. But I but think, yeah. yeah, so go get on a mountain road with or without your rig. Like, see some pretty views. 
find a friend to do it with. It's a lot of fun. And if you don't have mountains where you are, just go find a fun scenic drive that isn't a mountain. Or, you know, go to the mountains. Yeah. Well, if and, you're like uh, in central Illinois, sometimes, you know, you're not very close to any mountains. Yeah. But then you just end up moving out west and you can be our neighbor. That's true. But one time we were during COVID, when we were bored um, and hadn't left the house, like hadn't left home yet. Oh, yeah. Uh, we drove, we just decided we were going to drive as far as we felt like in a day on Route 66. That's true. Well, it goes through normal there. Yeah. So we just like hopped on Route 66 and drove for a while. Yeah. Went for, I think we went out for a hike. Yeah, we did. And then came back. Yeah. <laughs> because why not? Just go for a freaking drive. Especially if it's nice weather. Oh, it's so relaxing. It's like such a nice reset. Yeah. I really like it. But if you do end up in the Cascades. Come see us. Let us know. Yeah. Come see us. Meet up with us somewhere. We'd love to. Join pen pals. Yes, become a pen pal. That'd be great. <laughs> oh, do our listeners do that? Sure. You can find us. Uh, if you'd like to send us an email, lettersfromtheroadpod at gmail.com. You can find us on the socials at lettersfromtheroadpod. You can also join our substack at lettersfromtheroadpod.com. Click on the subscribe button and give us your email address or uh, click the upgrade button and become a pen pal. Yeah, you can join us and our growing community mm-hmm. uh, hanging out in the Discord. Yeah. Getting on some video calls or game nights or happy hours or who knows, maybe tea time sometime soon. Ooh, tea sounds nice. Yeah. If you would like to support us in other ways, you can leave us a review. Ooh, yeah. That's super important, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and tell a friend. Yes. And share with your friends. I think that's about all of them. I think that's it. Thanks so much for being here, friends. We're so excited that you're here. And we can't wait to talk to you again next week. Until then, we'll see you down the road. Bye. Oh, and have an Aperol Spritz. They're really good. Yeah.